0: Hi everybody and thank you for listening to the Wild Card Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts Greg Arcezo and today I have on a buddy, a former roommate, and also the other co-host Corey Brown and we're going to go ahead and talk about some of his past collegiate sports and how that led up to that. He was a golfer uh, in college and he's learned a lot. Uh, it was It was a big part of his life and still remains a huge part of his life so we're going to get Really, right into it and just hear a story from start to finish. So, Corey Brown, how's it going, Corey? It's going good. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me on. All right, Corey, I'm excited. So, we're just going to hop right into it. Let's hear what started you in golf.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the first memory I have of golf is uh, I couldn't even tell you how old I was. Um, My dad, I was a little kid. Me and my, I have two older brothers, but me and my, Uh, middle brother Tanner we're at Golfsmith and my dad bought us a set of golf clubs for some reason Uh, I don't think I ever touched those golf clubs until years later uh, when I became serious about the sport but that's my first memory Uh, next memory is sometime before sixth grade Uh, I may have been in fifth grade I may have been in sixth grade but we go to a driving range in Cedar Park. I'm from Cedar Park and uh we're just hitting golf balls. Um at this point in my life I play every other sport. Like I love sports. And um especially baseball. Baseball is probably my first love, then basketball, then football. I mean everything, tennis, lacrosse, extreme sports, wakeboarding, you know, mountain biking, anything I can do, uh skimboarding, surfing. I was about it. So I'm at this driving range, and I just – I suck, you know. I have some athletic talent, uh, so I'm, like, kind of hitting the ball. But I wasn't interested in golf at all. It was too slow and difficult, and I just had my mind on other things. So then comes middle school, seventh grade, when you're allowed to play team sports. And I wanted to be the best athlete in the world, and I wanted there was an award at Cedar Park Middle School called Athlete of the Year, and yeah. I was determined to win Athlete of the Year. Well, I, I kind of concocted my own formula for how I was going to win that, and okay. it was I would play every sport, and so you know, I'm in football, basketball, track, so I tried out for soccer. Uh, I never actually played soccer, but I can play it a little mm-hmm. bit. That's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> so, so I try out for the golf team, right? And there happened to be a ton of kids that tried out, and I was just doing it because I was trying to play everything I could. Well, okay. I ain't making the team. uh There's, there's probably, I don't know, fifty kids that tried out, and only like five to seven made it. Well, I wow. made the team.
0: Okay, so no really yeah. prior experience to this point, other than driving range. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Like, you know. I don't know anything about the game. Uh, All I have is this old set of clubs that my dad bought for me and my brother a long time ago. And so I make the team in seventh grade. Now, middle school golf uh, is basically like you play five times a year in a tournament. And a tournament is nine holes and that's it. And, you know, I went out there and shot like, high 60s like that's horrible on nine holes
0: on nine holes yeah
1: yeah so you know I could hit a golf ball that's probably I don't know why he decided to pick me to make the team but I was nowhere near the best uh there was kids shooting in the 30s and the low 40s and I'm barely breaking 60 over here so still not really interested I did it because it was you know, a sport. Um, and I ended up meeting some interesting people in my life through that. Um, a lot of my really good friends today, I met initially in golf, uh, in middle school right there, uh, which was pretty, pretty weird to think about in retrospect, but something big happened to me. So I did that again in eighth grade. I tried out in eighth grade. Um, Uh, Something interesting, there's a lot of dynamics going on. Well, I didn't hit a growth spurt. I was a small kid. Okay. So I was about the size of everybody else in sixth grade. Uh, I was definitely smaller in seventh grade because people started hitting growth spurts. And uh, I was definitely small in eighth grade. And so I had a choice to make going into high school. Was I going to go try to play football? Um, I had already gone from the a team to the B team on football, same with basketball, all my sports I was kind of turning downward in okay and you know i'm a young kid and self conscious and i'm upset and uh I had a choice to make, and golf is one of those sports where size doesn't matter that's kind of the stereotype, so I was attracted to that and i I was just upset, and that's what I decided to do so I signed up for golf tryouts for ninth grade, freshman year in high school. And that was the path I decided to go on. Okay. Uh, Something else I forgot to mention in middle school, a huge moment impacted me with my golf life. Uh, I was at a golf tournament in eighth grade. And, you know, I'm I'm horrible, like I was telling you. And it was like the third tournament. It It may have been the last tournament of the year. Of middle school, and and I wanted to win something, and I decided to cheat. And, oh, okay. And in golf, that's not very. That's it's a gentleman's game. It's about honor and a code, and it's ethics and moral, and um, you know, that's a big deal not to cheat. And it's easy to cheat, and that's why it's a big deal not to. And uh, so I cheated, and I made my score something like a forty-five. Okay. which is still purple on nine holes. Um, and I ended up getting third place medal. And and everybody was so excited for me. My teammates were excited. My mom was excited. She took me to Chipotle afterwards to celebrate. Wow. And I, all the while, I felt like crap because I had just cheated for this thing that everybody was praising me for, and I just felt horrible about it. I didn't deserve it. And so I vowed to myself that moment, I would never cheat again. I would play by the rules as honestly as I could. And uh, that was a big moment in my life, not just golf, but just life. That taught me a lot about telling the truth there in that moment. Um, just a little tidbit about middle school golf. Uh, but moving into high school. So now I'm, in, I'm a freshman. Um, I'm at Cedar Park High School. And I'm fixing to go do my golf tryouts. Um, and I'm not very good. <laughs> We've already established that. I have athletic ability. That's about it. Um, and I'm super nervous about the tryouts. I go and my parents get me a, a golf instructor at Crystal Falls golf course. His name is Wes Gags, who later would become just somebody huge in my life and my golf life. Um, at the moment I didn't know it. Uh, But he gave me a couple lessons before tryouts, and and I'm getting ready for tryouts. Tryouts are an 18-hole tournament, and um, sure enough, it rains out All we get to go to the driving range. So the high school coach just sees me hit golf balls on the driving range. Well, again, it was a crowded tryout, only 10 kids or less than that because – you know, there's four grades all on one team. It's not like a seventh grade team and an eighth grade team. It's one golf team for all of high school. Well, there's a junior varsity and a varsity team. So there's, there's a little space, but not a lot. Um, and he ends up taking me again, just, you know, I couldn't have written it up. I don't know why I made the team, but I did. Okay. So going to high school and, you know, the community was really small. Um, and I just started to grow this love for the game of golf. And, uh, I spent all, I met one of my best friends, Austin quiet. He was a year older than me. Um, and I'm a little freshman in this golf team with a bunch of older kids and him and I took, took to each other and we just, uh, like the same things. We like to go fishing. We like to play golf and ping pong and Xbox and call of duty. And we just did that all the time. Uh we did our schoolwork and then we went and played golf and did all those other things. All all day, every day, seven days a week. And uh so my life, my next two years in high school was I just I did golf. Um and and in that time I improved a lot. Uh it was I was addicted to the chase of shooting lower scores. And it may sound funny, but it man, it was addicting and fun and uh, just a great time.
0: Okay, so you mentioned before in middle school it was like nine hole courses that you were competing on. Was this like your first full round 18 hole course was in high school? What was that like? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we went from playing nine holes and I thought practicing golf meant you go to the driving range and hit a bucket of balls and then go home to now you know you're a level up in high school you play in 18 hole golf tournaments which is a full round um and practice looks like going to the golf course and chipping and putting and you know hitting shots and getting lessons and it's just we leveled up it got more competitive and uh I'm I'm an athlete and uh that competitiveness really came out of me in golf. It's something that I didn't really expect at first, but then really shone through, and I really enjoyed that part of golf for sure.
0: Okay, what was your first? Did you do well on your first full round of golf in high school, or?
1: So my first
0: round of golf in high school, we played at Lions Municipal in Austin. Oh yeah. Okay, I know that one.
1: Yeah, and uh, eighteen holes, and I shot eighty six.
0: Wow. Okay
1: and you
0: know well, lines. Well, you improved quite a bit. Then, if you're shooting 86 at this point. Well, yeah.
1: So the summer, but from from middle eighth grade to ninth grade, I played in this small junior tour called STPGA. Okay. South Carolina Professional Golfers Association, and they had little junior tournaments, and I played probably four of them, 18 hole tournaments one day, and I think my first one I shot 108, and then I shot 100, and then I shot 96 you know so i I kept shaving strokes uh then i shot 92 um and i i want to say that first tournament of high school was my very first round in the 80s i shot at 86 i went from probably 92 to eighty six, um and i i think that attributes to being excited um and i actually remember too prior to that tournament I watched a YouTube video on Tiger Woods cuz you know everybody knows Tiger Woods he's the best golfer in the world
0: he was uh, a guy back then too during, during Yeah school. so
1: yeah this was this was right then yeah I graduated high school in 2013 so this was 2009 or 10 and that's right when uh Tiger had just won his last US Open uh very epic golf tournament. That was actually the very first golf tournament in my life I ever watched. Was Tiger winning the US Open. And I remember it because I was at my friend's house and we I don't know if we were sick or what the deal was, but we watched all four rounds. And then there was a playoff day. So we watched five rounds of golf and just I watched Tiger win and it was the most epic thing I've ever seen in my life. He had a broken knee and he just won this US Open and it, and he was so athletic. I remember that just, just encapsulated me and made me really just interested in golf and I wanted to be just like that um he's definitely a reason I play golf and influenced me throughout this whole journey for sure but um I was gonna say I watched this YouTube video on Tiger Woods and Butch Harmon and uh he just had, he had some swing thought he was thinking about, and, and I was all nervous about this golf tournament, first one of high school, and I took that swing thought, and it's the funny thing about golf is, you know, the ups and downs, and the little things here and there that help you, and, uh, this one swing thought, I just stuck with it all day, and ended up shooting my best score ever, which was 86 at the time, uh, pretty, pretty cool story there, but, uh, Let's see. So freshman year and sophomore year, that's kind of the routine. I just progressively got better and better. And then in the summers, um, I played those STPGA tournaments and then, uh, eventually worked my way up to a little stronger tour called the TJGT Texas junior golf tour. And then another one called legends junior tour, um, during the summers. And thankfully my parents got me to do that. Um, Helped a lot. Helped me develop and then get seen from college coaches. Uh, because at this point, I had a goal. Uh, I wanted to go and play competitively in college, and uh, that's what I wanted. And I was doing everything possible to get there.
0: Uh, How was your dad during all this? Because usually, dads with high school sports, they're always they're all in sold. What was your What was your dad's reaction like when you? Started playing, started discussing. Yeah.
1: So, my dad is super supportive. Um, he's not a golfer. He comes from a poor family uh, that just works. They're workers. Um, so, I definitely get my work ethic from him. Uh, and his dad was an asphalt paving superintendent, and he grew up going to work with his dad. And my dad became a Engineer and went into the asphalt industry, and you know golf is so far away from them. That my dad didn't even know what golf was probably growing up, and my grandpa definitely didn't. And so you know my dad was athletic, and you know I got into it in uh, middle school, and he supported that, but he wasn't a golfer. He wasn't that interested in it, and he worked a lot, so I had the time to go to the golf course and just work myself. I made that my job we eventually struck that deal in high school. Uh, at least my, my freshman sophomore and junior year, I didn't have to work because I convinced him I was working at the golf course because okay. I was going to college scholarship. And that was going to be, that was my job. I, I treated golf like a job because my dad said, if I wasn't, then I needed to get a real job and, you know, start saving money. Yeah. So, My dad was very understanding and supportive. And he would take me on the weekends if I dragged him out and we'd go play golf and he's horrible. And uh, (laughs) and it was just a good time. A lot of good memories of driving to places. um, And and golf courses typically have a, a deal. Public golf courses in the evenings, the sunset rate. So it's a discounted rate. So a lot of memories of him and I Um, on Saturdays, you know, doing something during the day and then in the evening driving to a public golf course and getting that sunset rate and then it being dark and we're, you know, I'm still out there putting or hitting golf balls or trying to play more golf. Um, and then us stopping and getting some like fast food on the way home and just talking about the day. There's a lot of good memories doing that. So Mm -hmm. it's a big, big part of my golf journey in my life. Wow.
0: Okay, so you kind of made that, not I wouldn't call it a bet, but you convinced him that you're working when you're golfing. So now transitioning into college, what was that like when you finally, you were senior, you are getting close to trying to figure out what you're doing college-wise. How did all that, how did golf play into that uh, deciding where you go to college? What was that process like?
1: Yeah, so um, in high school, again, I'll start there. my freshman, sophomore year, lots of growth. You know, I, I started with 86, and then I made my way by junior year. I was shooting around par. I started shooting yeah. under par, and that was just unbelievable to me. You know, I, I thought that was just incredible, and I was addicted to it, like I said. And and I had a lot of great guys on my high school golf team, unbelievable guys that we were just so competitive, and we had such a good time out there and we were pushing each other, and they're the reason why I got good at golf. Them, as well as my golf coach, Wes Gags, who I told you I started working with, ironically, in my freshman year, and then a community, actually, of golfers just in the area. And so they all pushed me to be better, and senior year comes around, and I've been trying to go through this recruiting process. I know nothing about it. My parents know nothing about it. None of my brothers, my older brothers, played golf. I'm the only golfer in my family. Nobody's played a college sport. I'm the first one that is trying to do this. And uh, I remember going and just trying to find coaches' emails off their web- websites and, and email like spam emailing them my scores and saying, Hey, I'm Corey Brown. You know, I put together like a resume of my tournament scores and like I made YouTube swing videos and I'd send them my, my YouTube swing videos and okay. this all this ridiculous stuff. And uh, it got to the point where my parents were talking to people at other tournaments and getting ideas on how to do this whole recruiting thing. And so they told me that I need to start emailing my schedule to coaches so they can come watch me. Um, and so I had done that. I really wanted to go to Texas Tech, and I had to, I was talking to them for a little while, and I you went to have their golf- program or. Um, so my oldest brother went to Texas tech and, okay. you know, I looked up to him a ton and he went there and I wanted to be just like him. And okay. so I figured, why not? Uh, they're in the big 12. I just, it was seemed like a match made in heaven. And I went okay. to their golf camp. I met their coaches, their coaches started coming to my tournaments and watching me. I felt like a rock star, you know, whenever college coaches come to your golf tournaments to watch you and you just feel special. Well, I wasn't getting, I ended up, they told me, you know, we really like you, you're progressing well, but we just don't have room on our team for you. And so that was heartbreaking. Um, So then my parents and I are trying to figure out what to do next. And they're like, well, maybe you should look at like division two schools or division three schools. And so I had several other smaller schools start coming to look at me, but I didn't want to do that. I thought I was good enough to play division one. Okay. Um, I kept trying, I kept emailing my stuff out to people and, uh, <clears throat> trying to find new schools at golf teams. And I started getting some more interest because towards the end of my junior year and junior summer, I, I was progressing well. And the beginning of my senior year and, uh, so the school, Stephen F. Austin SFA, my, my brother actually went there, my middle brother and okay. you know, I I'd never heard of SFA in my life. And so Tanner is two years older than me. So I'm a a senior in high school and he had been there already for a year. And I remember I went to a golf tournament in college station at A&M traditions golf course. And I was walking up to the putting green and I saw an SFA head cover for a driver. And I'm like, that's funny. My brother goes there. That's so weird. An SFA head cover. And I picked it up. And I shouldn't have done this, but I put it in my golf bag. Like I was going to bring it home and give it to my brother. Like, Hey, I, you go to SFA. I found an SFA head cover. Well, <clears throat> that's kind of irrelevant to the story, but it's just interesting. Well, sure enough, SFA coach starts emailing me. He says, Hey, I'm Trey Schrader. Uh, we're interested in you, you know? Uh, we're going to come out and watch you some more. Can you send us some of your tournaments? So I did. And I started talking to SFA. And I'm like, wow, this is all so weird. My brother goes there. Found an SFA head cover the other day. And it just started. And I found out they're Division One, and they compete with the big dogs. And he ended up asking after one of my golf tournaments in Houston, he called me and said, hey, we want you to come for a visit. And I remember it. My dad drove me there. We stopped to get gas and we were at a gas station. And he called me. And that's where I talked to him. And still to this day, when I go to Houston or Connor, I see that gas station. I remember it every time I drive by, I'm like, I got recruited right there. You know? So I go to this visit to SFA. It's an official visit. And I just, it's too cool. Like my dreams are coming true. And, and they offered me, they offered me a scholarship. And that was the first offer I got. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. I'm sold. Sign me up. So, um, I remember my senior year, it's about October. We had just played a a tournament at Onion Creek in South Austin, and the team, the high school team, went to Mighty Fine or something right afterwards. No, it was Steak and Shake. And I was in the parking lot, and he called me and said, okay, we have your offer letter will you commit? And I'm like, yeah, I'm committing. And so I gave my verbal commit right there and I went in and told the guys and it was just a really cool moment. And that's when I drive by that steak or that, uh, yeah, steak and shake. I just think about those things. Um, So yeah, that was a long winded explanation, but that's how I got to SFA. And uh, before I went to SFA, a lot of my best friends and other golfers were a year younger than me or a year older than me. So I I was going alone. None of my friends went to FA. I didn't know anybody at SFA. My brother had actually left SFA. So I was going to go there alone. And, uh, it was just really sad saying goodbye to my life here in Austin, my golf life here in Austin. Uh, but I was excited to go. Mm -hmm. And felt like I was ready. And then what I figured out was I wasn't ready, but, yeah, that's how I ended up going to
0: SFA. Okay. What What do you mean by you weren't ready? You just emotionally weren't ready to let, let go?
1: Yeah, so I guess if I just keep on continuing down the timeline here. So I go to SFA. Okay. My freshman year in college, uh, I feel like a hot shot. I'm a scholarship athlete, you know, playing uh-huh. golf, like everything's coming to fruition. Uh, and when I first get there, you know, I don't really, I, I played really well at junior golf and high school golf. Uh, we won state my senior year, and I had one district individually, and I was good. Um, but I had all my support right here in Austin. I had my swing coach down the road if anything ever went wrong. I had my best friends and competitors right here to give me tips or practice with, and they were of, supportive of me. And then I found myself in college where the game was elevated. Uh, We talked about how middle school golf went from nine holes to 18 holes and, you know, more thorough practice. Well, from high school to college golf, it was two-day tournaments to three or four-day tournaments. It was, you know, a tournament just to qualify for your own team. Everybody was as good as me or better. And they were competitive, a different level of competitive, more yeah. so, you know, I'm here from a different place than you trying to make my dreams come true. So, you know, your team was supportive of you, but they're also extremely tough and, and competitive. And I just wasn't ready for that. I, I showed up and I played good golf initially. And then the moment something went wrong, I didn't have my support there behind me to go help me. And it was just me, you know, I'm in a new place, a new city, I'm far away from home. And when things didn't, when I had some adversity, <clears throat> it just got tough. And and that was a hard thing to figure out as a freshman, a 18 year old freshman in college. Gotcha.
0: Curiosity on this, on the scoring, how does that work? Because it's, it seems like Tournaments and qualifying for them, your scores contribute to your team. Can you explain that? Because I don't really fully understand that.
1: Yeah. So in college, um, it was a 12 man team. So we had 12 guys on the roster. Uh, However, for a golf tournament, only five people play in traffic. So out of the 12 guys, we'd have an internal team qualifying tournament and the top 5 guys are supposed to go and travel to the tournament that's how it's supposed to work um and so before every tournament while we're going to college our classes and workouts and you know figuring out your life you're also every week having these intense competitive tournaments just to qualify to go to another intense competitive tournament
0: within and your own team you're right competing against your own teammates
1: right yeah, yeah. so which that's what I was then? whenever you know you have that team chemistry which that developed over the years um but as a freshman you know you don't really know anybody and it's it's pretty cutthroat yeah uh, the seniors they don't want you to take their place the seniors want to play yeah. uh a classmates want to play. They don't want some new freshman kid they don't really know coming in and taking their spot.
0: Yeah. I see. Seems like it's rough, uh it's rough. I didn't I've never thought about it, but that's probably like one of the few sports where you're competing against your own teammates to play the sport as a team.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's <clears throat> I would say uh there are similarities in other sports. Okay. Uh you know, first string, second string and other sports. So in a way you're competing for a spot but it was different because golf is such an individual sport compared to others that it feels differently so that was a, that was a unique aspect just the level of game though was just so elevated and and you really have to learn to become independent and support yourself and you have to have conviction in what you're doing because you know if you have a swing issue or a putting issue or a mental game issue you have to figure it out. You're alone. Like I said, you're alone in college. Uh, you know, you could call somebody and talk on the phone, but I can't just, you know, drive 400 miles after class to go get a lesson from my coach and have him, you know, encourage me and talk to me, give me the confidence I need or see all my buds and have good competition and just bounce ideas off of. So I had to (coughs) learn how to, make it work for myself and what ended up happening is my freshman year i played it was so tough i played good at the beginning struggled at the end i ended up trying to change my golf swing which was a mistake in retrospect thinking about it now i wish i just you know used what i had used to get me to where i was at and improve on that rather than thinking oh, I'm at a new competitive level. I got to bring something new in. Mm. I, should, I should have stayed true to myself and and had confidence in myself. You know, my game got me here. Let's improve that game and go further rather than thinking my game got me here. Now I need a new game to compete at this level. Um, so my sophomore year, I went through a gigantic swing overhaul. and. It was tough. It was really, really tough. I played good some weeks, bad some weeks, and golf was just such an up-and-down thing for me. Uh, I was trying to grow up at the same time, and there was times where I wanted to quit. I hated playing bad golf. I hated being stressed. My mm-hmm. coach being tough on me. My teammates were being tough, and I missed my friends and family. So I fought through that year and that's definitely a lesson in perseverance that golf has taught me for golf and life. It's a, a lesson of conviction I learned of, you know, you are what you have and who you are and, you know, have confidence in that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a lesson of building a foundation of, you know, doing the simple things right and focusing on that one step at a time and so i i started getting back to it junior year and i was rebuilding i was in a rebuilding process and i'm you know you have expectations on you as a scholarship athlete you know your coach wants you to to provide some value to your team he's paying me to be there i need to provide some value i provided low value at this time i had some good weeks, but also really bad weeks. And unfortunately, there were some issues with Title IX and, and getting the amount of women athletes and men athletes, male athletes, getting their numbers correct at SFA. Okay. And what ended up happening was we had to cut some people off our team. I think we were at 12, and we had to get down to 10, or we were at th- we had a walk on or something and we were at 13 and had to get down to 10. So what my coach did since I was a underperforming junior I got cut from the golf team. Mm-hmm. So so this thing that I'd been working for my whole entire life not my whole entire life. This thing I'd been working so hard for for the last 7 years or whatever it was since freshman year in high school um had just been taken from me. And you know, I had said I wanted to quit before but that perseverance in me and and competitiveness, I just, that wasn't really an option. Um, and when it became reality, it hurt. I remember, uh, it was the end of my junior year. I just had a couple really good golf tournaments at the end of the year. Um, and coach called us, called me in for the end of the year review or meeting. And, uh, I remember, just not expecting this at all. I thought it was going to go one like a positive uh, direction and he ended up cutting me and I walked out of that office. I was so mad and so upset and I called my dad to tell him what happened and I just broke down crying and it was horrible. So what happened was, is he told five guys of our 13 or whatever it was that they're off the team and he was going to keep like two or three to get that to that 10 number on the team. And what he was going to do is if we wanted to have us five guys at the beginning of the next semester in August play in an eight round golf tournament and uh, the top three guys get to earn their spot back on the team. And if they had a scholarship, keep their scholarship. So you know, at this point I was exhausted. I didn't even know if I wanted to come back. I was so mad and hurt and embarrassed. And I felt like I, I was done uh, unjustly. And what ended up happening was my perspective on, on life, on golf changed. I was maturing and I decided, you know, back to what I was thinking in high school you know golf is my job it's providing for me I was lucky and fortunate enough to get to where I'm at and it's been paying my school and I was thinking you know what I enjoy it why not go back try to make the team put my ego aside and have it provide scholarship money for me so I could go to college and so that's what I did I, I ended up staying in in Nacogdoches that summer and practicing and just getting my mind right, my game right. And I had been rebuilding the previous year and I got to a spot where I had confidence in myself again. And, um, and I went into that tryout and, and let me remind you, a PGA tour golf tournament is four rounds. We were playing eight, two of those. So this was intense. And and these are guys that are playing for their life. You know, everybody everybody felt like I did. And so we went out there and played eight rounds and I, I, I believe I won the qualifier. How many, uh, how many days is this
0: for eight rounds?
1: Yeah. So it was a span over two weeks.
0: Oh, so, okay.
1: over 14 days, we played eight rounds. Wow. And <clears throat> It was, it was right before school started. So I have all my other school stuff going on, trying to get situated and I'm trying to qualify for a golf, my golf team, but yeah, I ended up going out there, and I won the qualifier. got my spot on the team back. Wow. Um,
0: so this is junior was, year?
1: No, this is senior year. Senior, this is senior year, okay. Yeah. So I got cut at the end of my junior year, had all summer to think about it, and then right before senior year started, I made the team again. And uh, so that was huge for me. That was a big moment, and and I took all that perspective with me and confidence into my senior season and what ended up happening was one of the best golf seasons I ever played in my life that first semester of senior year. Uh, I got top 10 in three tournaments. I was shooting low scores. I ended up getting ranked number 72 in the country. Wow. yeah, it was just wild. Like, just what a wild ride. I went from getting cut off the golf team for underperforming to getting ranked in the top 100 NCAA players in the country. It was pretty surreal and just, it was so fun. I had such a great time. Um,
0: so, how'd your, how'd your game change? How'd your perspective change on the game, your senior year? Because it's also somewhat coming to an end. You have one year left to play in it. And you kind of got like a redemption in a sense. Yeah. What was, what was that game like versus when you first started uh, college golf?
1: Yeah, so I've been fighting this swing uh, issue. And, and I, that summer I had just gone out there and I found something that produced a decent shot. And I just said, okay, I'm going to do this. And that's it. Like it's producing this shot. I'm going to play that shot. I went out there and I owned it. And that's what I used. Whether it was good, bad, ugly, I didn't care. I just had something that produced something and I, I went with it. Fundamentally, that was one big deal. Perspectively, you know, because golf is such a mental game and a big mind game and has so much stress. I just realized that go- after having golf taken away from me, and my dreams taken away from me that it wasn't everything to me. I had been holding on so tightly to this dream and and desire to play well and be good at golf and, and have it go a certain way that it was hurting me. And, and I just kind of let go of that and found new purpose for playing golf, which was to develop relationships with other golfers and people and just spend time on the golf course with them. And my golf game improved because of it. So I used to get so stressed or upset about not playing good or things were going my way. And, and now I was on the golf course. You know, if I'm making bogeys, I'm having a great time. If I'm making birdies, I'm still having a great time. And it really just allowed me to free up and, and things just fell into place.
0: Yeah. So what was the last tournament you played in? What was that like when it's coming to an end, kind of coming to a close, if you're ready to kind of move that direction?
1: The last tournament I played in was our conference championship, Southland Conference Championship, and this was a brutal tournament. And it was really exciting for me just because, one, I had never played conference. I never made the team for conference, and I I made it this year, you know, because I was having such a fantastic year. And there was actually some drama leading up to it. I had been the number one or number two player all year. And, you know, I, coach had already told the team, I was on the conference team, we're going to go, well, there was all sorts of other drama going on within the golf team. And we had some sort of mandatory practice prior to conference early, early in the morning. And I happened to show up late and I may have said something sassy to my coach. And, you know, my coach didn't have the best relationship. In retrospect, I see a lot of value in what he did and how he treated me. But I still think a lot of things he did, I would have done differently. And he was going to punish me by not taking me to conference. And he told uh, a guy that wasn't playing on the team, he was a number six guy, that he was going to go in my spot. And after that morning practice, we had went to Subway as a team and I'm upset. Like, I think I was actually crying a little bit, trying not to to show it, but you know, there's tears going down my eyes. And uh, Baxter Ward, one of my best friends, just, I can't believe what he did. It was so incredible. He said, you know, I can't believe coach didn't, coach decided to take me and benched you. I'm going to go tell coach, I don't want to play that you deserve to be there. And, uh, he did. And coach gave me my spot back. Oh, and so
0: okay.
1: that's how I ended up playing my last golf tournament in college. Um, you know, that was one of the reasons I was so upset too, not just cause I wasn't playing conference, but because that's how my college career was ending. And, uh, anyways, I ended up playing conference, just incredible ups and downs of how I got there. Yeah. Uh, and it was such a brutal tournament. It was so hard. The golf course was hard. Um, and if we win conference, we get to go to regionals, uh, which is a big deal. And then if you go to regionals and you do well, you go to the national championship. So, you know, this is big league golf, Division One golf, and we end up getting second at conference. It was a big battle, a big fight. But man, I remember finishing on that green, and it was like, wow. I, it was just surreal the the memories that flooded through and just all the hard work and blood sweat and tears that went into it and it was like it's over it's such a weird moment and but it was sweet and I think I actually teared up there too man there's a lot of crying stories with my golf career but I think I did I started crying there when I was walking off the 18th green and I actually have a photo with Baxter because he was watching me and one of my other buddies, Major Monzingo, who similar to me, got cut his junior got cut from the team when I did and then earned a spot back and him and I are actually the number one and two guys that that final season. We went back and forth between number one. so it was just an awesome moment. We took a photo. I have it framed in my living room, and it was just a really great. Great moment, a good close to such an incredible four years at SFA, and even more eight years and through high school, you know, including high school.
0: Yeah, sounds like you had a lot of redemption redemption shots uh, throughout this whole journey for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, ups and downs, man. I'm I'm telling you, uh, golf reflects life so much, and uh, you know, in life you're going to have a lot of ups. You're going to have a lot of downs and it's how you handle it, how you get through it. And golf really helped me develop in life as well. That's awesome.
0: So now, okay. Your senior year is kind of coming to a close. What's uh, what was next for Corey Brown at that point?
1: Yeah. So my whole plan was I was going to play professional golf. Um, You know, looking back at it, it's, it, it's always going to be a ridiculous and a moonshot task to play a pro sport, especially professional golf. It's so difficult. It's not like you get drafted to a team. You just have to go earn it and grind it out. And you don't get a contract. You just you, you put up your own money to enter tournaments. And then if you make cuts or make checks, you make it. And then you just work your way up till you make the PGA Tour. But that's my goal. I, I told people that was my dream, and, you know, I, I I believe that. and I'd still love to do it, but at the end of the day, I just didn't want that life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad, I I finished golf in the semester in May. However, I wasn't walking or graduating till August because I had to take one more class during the summer. So I had all summer in Nacogdoches to think it over, try to figure it out. I had, you know, three months between May and August or whatever it is. And my dad made me make a business plan, you know, map out the cost. What's it going to cost? How are you going to do it? What's it going to look like? What's the schedule going to look like? And I ended up coming up with these numbers and it was going to be me living at my parents' house, working a part-time job. And when I wasn't working, I was practicing. And when I wasn't practicing, I was trying to travel and spend all my money playing golf tournaments. And I wouldn't be able to support myself. I'd be completely dependent on my parents. I'd actually have to get somebody to sponsor me and give me some money, because my part-time job wouldn't provide enough cash to enter the tournaments and pay for the practice rounds and the hotels and the food and travel. And it was just gonna be a really, really, really tough life. And not that that's bad or, you know, I don't know, if it was bad that I didn't try, but what I decided was I would rather go to work and, and focus on t- taking some responsibility in my life. You know, I, at this point I had paid for college by, by working, by playing golf. Now my working and playing golf wasn't guaranteed to pay me anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I didn't want to be, de- I didn't want to be, Uh, for lack of a better word, a a leech on my parents. I wanted to start, you know, I'm 23 years old and I want to start providing for myself. So my parents don't have to do that. And so I decided to go to work. And so I graduated on August 14th, I believe. It was a Saturday. And I decided that I wanted to go to work I think on August 1st. So two weeks before I walked the stage, I decided I changed my plan completely. Wow. And things happened to fall in place for me. And I, I got a job really quickly and I walked the stage on the 14th on a Saturday. And I started my first day of work on the 16th, the Monday. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of my competitive
0: golf career as as of now <laughs> thanks yeah. so what do you do I guess just going now What what's your day job with what, what do you do that uh-
1: yeah so that was three years ago now I've been three years removed from that not a long time but is a long time what I ended up doing was I got a job with uh, the same company my dad works for which is was called Old Castle Materials now it's called CRH well it's Texas Materials Group a CRH company uh, okay. based out of Ireland, but it's a it's a construction materials company. They make asphalt, concrete, as well as doing construction where they build roads. They do the dirt work or they pave the asphalt. And I was a I'm a project I was a project manager, and then I went to estimating and project management. So that's what I've been doing. And as far as golf, where does that fall in my life nowadays? Um, <laughs> For the longest time, when I graduated, I didn't pick up a club for two or three months, which was unbelievable because at this point, for the previous eight years, I played five days a week, whether it be 18 holes every day or nine and 18. I, I you know, I played some form of golf almost every single day. And when I wasn't on the course, I was in my bedroom swinging a golf club or putting in the house or chipping in the yard it just was all I ever did. And now I didn't pick up a club for a couple months. That was just unbelievable. What happened was I think I just needed a break. And it just was really good for me and my body and my mind to, to, in that transition from college to the real world to kind of take a step back um, and see where everything fell. Cause there was so many emotions and Mm -hmm. ups and downs, stress, and it was good to just decompress and get away from the game for a little bit. That didn't last long, though. Next thing I knew, I found myself uh, getting invited to play and scrambles at work or co coworkers saying, hey, let's go play golf on Saturday or, you know, whoever, old buddies from college or from home saying, hey, let's meet up and play some golf, you know, because that was so normal for me well i found myself going out to these casual events and i jumped back into my college frame of mind or my frame of mind where i'm so competitive and i'm trying to play pro golf and and i couldn't have fun playing golf and it was so frustrating and that went on for about a year after college and finally after enough tries and and my skills deteriorating I accepted the fact that I'm, I'm not who I was and, and I started to own, I had to remind myself, you know, own what you got. And what I got was I wasn't practicing and I was working a job and I didn't play golf anymore. So I, I accepted that and I started to have fun again on the golf course and I was able to go out to play a scramble and just enjoy being out there. I had to relearn that lesson that I learned my senior year in college and just for a different phase of life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you liking that phase? Do you feel like, uh, do you, do you, feel like you wish you would have made the sacrifice and lived with your parents now that you've kind of gone one route or?
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's definitely, I think about it often. Uh, currently, I actually have the itch, you know, we're in this pandemic uh, and yeah. I'm inside watch a lot of videos and, you know, old videos or highlights or just whatever, something golf related. And I have a golf club actually sitting in my apartment. I've been picking it up every day, just swinging it. And I'm like, man, my swing feels really good. I, I want to go hit some golf balls um, and I, all this time alone and just have time to think. And I think back on golf and it's just, it's, it, it was such a big part of my life. It is such a big part of my life. It will always be part of my life. Um, I don't know what form or fashion it's going to manifest itself into, but I—I I don't know. I can't say it was a mistake because, you know, God's going to take me where God's going to take me, and I'm happy with where I'm at. But I don't think golf's over in my life. No, I don't think that.
0: Okay, golf's not over, and you're happy. Hey, that's a—that's a win all around. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Well, hey, Corey, thanks for, um, thanks for doing this podcast with me. For those of you who don't know, I've known Corey a couple years. And I've actually never heard probably the majority of that story. I knew he played college golf, but I've never sat down with him to hear, you know. I didn't even know he got cut from his college golf team originally. And that's, hey, that's something pretty painful because, you know, you work hard for it and then it gets taken from you. So I appreciate you sharing all that stuff with me and uh, appreciate you being on, Corey.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again for having me, Greg. You've been a great
0: host and uh, I really appreciate your time. All right. Thanks guys.